Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion... They are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Breaking news out of over thousands of applicants, the Verbally Effective podcast has been selected to showcase at the 2020 South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Ina Esco will be interviewing Taylor to the Stars and Memphis native Rich Fresh on the big stage. Hi, this is Bobby J, program director and morning personality for WDIA, hanging out with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Izzy Moore, sofa singer and conscious hip-hop artist. And I'm here at the Verbally Effective Podcast, hanging out with the one and only, my girl, Ina Esco. This is Crystal Oliver, and I am verbally effective because I have been through it all. I have had my ups and downs, and I am still here. Crystal Oliver is what many entrepreneurs aspire to be, balancing it all while being a role model to others. As a real estate agent, tax professional, and credit counselor, she is more than a successful serial entrepreneur. Her passion for entrepreneurship and others is part of what can be attributed to her success and the growth of Dream Team Solutions, LLC. The road to entrepreneurship was not easy as it took many failures and lessons for Crystal to realize her calling. After graduating with a bachelor's degree in human resource management, Crystal gained employment within corporate America. After years of struggling to have an adequate work-life balance, she decided there was more to life. Seeking financial stability and flexibility with her family, Dream Team Solutions was born as Crystal utilized her education to help others with tax preparation and notary services, later adding credit counseling. In 2018, Crystal added Realtor to her name, and the rest is history, as she says that all of her clients receive a crystal clear experience when utilizing her services. Crystal is known by many titles, but wants to be known most for her good heart and compassion that she shares with others. As a proud mother of three, Crystal knows the balance and dedication that is undertaken for success. Outside of being a successful entrepreneur, Crystal is an advocate for others in her community of Memphis, Tennessee. Those that follow her on social media are familiar with her advocacy of caring for others through their hardest times. Crystal's goals for her business over the next few years include making a larger impact on the Memphis community by helping more residents with improving their credit and becoming homeowners. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco, in the building. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for episode 102. Can you believe it? I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the Verbally Effective podcast today. I have a serial entrepreneur in the building with me. Not only is she a real estate agent, a tax professional, and a credit counselor. I mean, that's just a few titles right there. But I have with me Miss Crystal Oliver with Dream Team Solutions. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Ina. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? I'm good. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Last time I was putting in an order at Tempting mm-hmm. Berries. Yes. Do you remember that? Absolutely. It was my life was for that? nine years. That was nine years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have accomplished, like, uh, girl, so <laughs> much since I've seen you. So we're going to mm-hmm. talk today about that entire journey. And we're going to begin mm-hmm. at the beginning right now. What part of Memphis are you from? Orange Mound. You from the Mound? I'm from the Mound, yep. What? <laughs> wow. How was it growing up in Orange Mound? Eh, it was Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. What school you went to? Um, I went to middle college, high school. I went to Cherokee Elementary mm-hmm. and uh, Sharp. 
dark. Mm-hmm. Wow. What kind of activities was Crystal involved? I was in? a Tennessee twirler. Oh, I can see that. Lame. Right? Yes. yes I was yes. a Tennessee twirler. Okay, Miss Tennessee twirl. Now, other than twirling, what were you also engaged in as, you know, you were growing up out there in Orange Mound? I really didn't have any hobbies or anything. It was just so different back then. Um, just hanging outside and being at home with your friends and just making up games and watching TV. It really was so much different than it is now. It is, mm-hmm. it is when you think about it. Now, are you an only child? I'm not. Okay. I have one sister and she's nine years older than me. Wow. Are you too close? Very close. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. We're very close. So just one sister. One sister. It's just been you and her rocking mm-hmm. it on out. I got beat up as a kid for snitching. Really? I know she beat your yeah, ass. Yeah, she yes. did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm scorned. Oh, Lord. I know. I know <laughs> how it is with the sisters, honey. Okay, so your parents, are they still in Orange Mail? Um, my mom currently um, lives right down the street from me. I just got them a house okay. um, in the same vicinity where I live. And my father's in West Palm Beach where I was born. Oh, West Palm Beach, Florida? Florida? Mm-hmm. So you're really a Floridian. I moved here when I was five, so I've okay. been, I'm a Memphian to my okay. heart. I got you. I got you. Okay, so after you graduated high school, mm-hmm. what was next for Crystal Oliver? Um, I got into staffing. Mm-hmm. When I graduated um, high school, I was always into HR. I always wanted to, um, I knew my calling was to help the, my community and to, to do, um, to help people change their lives, but I didn't know in what way. Mm-hmm. So I started doing staffing and I was in staffing all the way up until 2011. Okay. And that's when I started Tempting Barriers when I resigned from ADECO staffing. Okay, so when you were in staffing now, I, I didn't met plenty of people uh, mm. in staffing, working in corporate America. Like, you know, y'all be busy, and y'all deal with a lot of people in mm. staffing. Mm. So I'm sure you've met quite a few characters over yes. the years. Yes, 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 yes. It started to change me. Um, I accepted a position with the Deco. I was with Spirion for a few years, and I got a offer I couldn't refuse or what I thought I couldn't it was a great offer but when I got to a deco I was ended up I ended up being over like 150 um um employees with no assistance and I was working three different shifts first second and third and it was just too much I had to do all of my own orientation staffing is a little bit different from HR yeah so you're kind of like there you don't have a HR department then you have a you know someone who do the um um the time and all the payroll and all that kind of stuff. So I had to do everything on my own. So it just took a lot out of me. So I just woke up one day and decided to resign. And it's constant turnover. Mm-hmm. I mean, with you working and trying to balance, you know, have a work-life balance, how did that affect it? Like having to work so much, put it in um, so That was what got me to the point of entrepreneurship. Definitely, because there there is no balance to that. There's no way to balance it. Um, with entrepreneurship, you can pretty much balance how you um, run your schedule and um, and so forth. But unfortunately, when you're working hours like that, there is no balance into it. You're just stuck with working hours because you're on somebody else's payroll. Exactly. So you were burnt out, basically. Definitely. And so, I mean, when you were making the decision to pursue entrepreneurship, I mean, what was the final fucking straw? Like, Crystal, nah, fuck this. I'm not doing this number. Yeah. Um, I had a set at my house every Sunday, me and my family, and I was in the backyard. We were drinking wine. We were kicking shit. Like, we were just hanging out, Mm -hmm. just having tons of fun back there. And I was just, I was talking cash shit. I was like, look, I'm going to open up my own bakery. N- knew nothing about baking, knew what? nothing about nothing, but I've always been creative. I was always very creative. So it started off as tempting berries primarily because I only did chocolate covered strawberries, but they were custom. Mm-hmm. So I was the first person in Memphis, literally, who was putting edible images on strawberries. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Bandwagon City, I started having everybody uh-huh. else doubling behind. Oh, so, yeah, they yeah. came quick too. Woo! I remember that. Oh, my I remember God. that. But, I mean, when you started Tempting Berries, I mean, everybody was coming up there. I mean, I was coming up there. I was like, girl, I want my strawberries. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that was big business, right? Yeah. Well, I did it from home for two and a half, almost three years. Okay. And I got my clientele up. But by me being in corporate, 
America, I've always known how to run a business, but I didn't want to run nobody else's business anymore. I did all the payroll. I did all the bill paying. I literally ran an entire staffing service by myself. So I was thinking, I was thinking like, I'm getting paid $60,000, $70,000 a year plus bonuses, but... I'm a fucking robot. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I get called out my bed when someone is injured. I had to do all kind of workers' comp claims, and they, and they, and, and it, the, the, what was, what was the issue? And what I see now that the issue is with a lot of people that's in corporate. If you come in and you be the magnificent employee that you are, you're hindering yourself because the problem is going to always be they'll never be able to replace you. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, you have no room for growth. Yeah, because they're afraid that if they promote you to something else, who are they going to replace you with in your current position? So now you're stuck. Yeah. Couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, baby. They'll use you to the last drop, mm-hmm. baby. Yep. Wow. Okay, so you started Tempting Bear. From home. From home. Mm-hmm. And then the hating began. The wait a minute. The hating <laughs> began, girl. What happened? I, I had people. I literally had a lady, Um, didn't know her, knew nothing about her. She was stalking me. Stalking. She was stalking me. She was playing on my phone. She was calling me from fax machines and everything. And it was. Well, I, she want some berries? I don't know what she was. Girl. She was old lady. I don't know. Old but lady. She. We. We ended up finding out. I. I know so many people. Even in in the staffing industry, I. I, I became um, associates with a lot of a lot of reputable people in different in different areas and walks of life. So I knew a detective downtown, and I was just, at one point I got to a point. When it first started, it was kind of like. Girl, get off my phone, like whatever. And when it started going into weeks and months of this harassment and stalking, I started to get mad and angry. And then after angry, I was like, oh shit, like this bitch gonna kill me. Like, I, and you have no idea who it is. Yeah. So, um, I got this detective and come. She ended up calling me from a fax machine at a dentist office on a Saturday one day, and I ended up googling the number. From the fax machine that she called from, and by it being a Saturday, they had a limited amount of appointments that day, and that's how we ended up finding who it was. Did you know this person? Never knew her. She did not. She was not in the banking industry. She was a forty-seven-year-old nurse. Oh my god! So like, she creepy. Discovered you on social media. And I have no idea where she you? found me from, but it was that was the point. Oh my god! I'm glad that it happened the way it, that it did because it let me it, it 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 opened up my mind to know that there are people out here that will hate you for no reason. Do not take it personal. Wow. And from there, I soared. Wow. Like a eagle, baby. Mm-hmm. People were calling the health department on me, and that's actually... people. Were, girl, it was a whole mess. <laughs> people were calling the health department <laughs> on me. They... I don't know. It was other bakers in the city. Um, I guess it was bakers that had been doing baking for like 10, 15, 20 years. And here I come, this young, yeah. you know, who the hell am I supposed to be coming yeah. in here? And baby, you was the, marketing the shit out your And all of my ideas, like all of my creativity started to flourish. And that's when I realized that, you know, my talent that I had and my mom was I, in, involved her. My sister was kind of skeptical. She was like, hey, don't damn strawberries. When that money started rolling in, she was like, uh. I'll do the cakes. Right. So it was something that, and, and by them calling the health department on me and calling the health department on me, and it happened so many times. The, the lady at the health department told me, baby, you need to open up your own business. And that's what made me. That in itself is what pushed me to get my my storefront. Mm-hmm. So when you, uh, I can imagine when you opened the storefront, mm-hmm. it was some more hate going on. It was, but at that point, I was there. So yeah. it wasn't shit they can do about it. You know, and, and I opened up Tim DeBerry's too yeah. over there by the University of Memphis. So it's just like th- what I've come to realize as a serial entrepreneur, um, they're going to they're gonna talk about you first. Mm-hmm. They're going to hate on you. And when you're still showing consistency, they're going to be they're going to try to be your friend. So that's pretty much how it goes. It, it's a cycle. And it did the exact same thing with what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. When I transitioned from my bakery, what made me close the bakery down is I was robbed at gunpoint. Really? And I was done. Um, God had already put on my heart anyway that that wasn't what was meant for me anymore. I had I had outgrown the bakery. Wait a minute, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Let's back up. Let's <laughs> walk through this night, this yes. day that you were robbed at gunpoint. Ooh, what happened? Girl? God, it was broad daylight, actually. Broad um, daylight. It was my sister and myself that was there. And I was at the front working the counter because it was a slow day. And my sister was in the back, in the back of the bakery, and we had a wall built up when I first got the building. I did all the everything in there, the decorating, everything I did on my own. So she was in the back, and then this guy came in. And he was just looking around, looking all. He, he I, 
I had a bad vibe and a bad feeling about it the entire time. So he didn't get much, you know. So after that, I feel like that was that was the Lord telling me, mm-hmm. you know, I don't put on your heart. It's time for you to roll. Are you still here? And he made me leave because after that, I shut it down. Luckily, the um, my leasing agency that I had that I was leasing a building from, um, they they said, look, we'll break your lease. You don't owe us anything because I was actually they're out of town in Atlanta. The who my I was leasing my building from in next door to big lots. And I was show doing all the showings for them in all of the vacant buildings there. So they didn't have to hire like an agent to do it. So I was, you know, I've always we always had a great relationship. And that's why I tell people all the time in business is you can you have to have great business relationships yeah. with people because it'll get you it'll get you places that your 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 talent will never get you. Yeah. Never. Are yes, very. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was the main factor why you decided to get your real estate license. Well, no, from there, um, while I was at the bakery, I started doing taxes. Okay. Um, I went to this local um, well, I, a, a friend of mine, who the lady who used to do my taxes, she called me out the blue one day. I was at Tempton Berries 2 at the time. My sister was at Tempton Berries 1. And she said, I just talked to my mentor, and have you ever thought about doing taxes? I was like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal. Hell no. The state, What I deal with now, I could not deal with people on a personal basis. On a, Absolutely not. So I got to thinking about it, and she was like, I think you'll be great. You know, people love you. Like, people attach themselves to you. I think you'll do great. First year, 150 clients. Wow. First tax season. That's a lot of money, too, huh? It was. <laughs> you do 300 times 500. You, I mean, you tell Dang, me. Dang, okay. Yes. So, and, and it transitioned from there. And I was doing the bakery and taxes at the same time. And then it was just like, it was just draining. And I know now when you're doing something that is not in your calling for you to do is going to tire you the fuck out. It's going to, it's going to drain you. And it, that's what it did for me. It was just draining. I consistently all the time was tired, couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what was, you know, it wasn't for me. So I couldn't, when I couldn't, that thing, when it happened at the bakery, it was a done deal there. I went full time in taxes. Okay. Um, I was working under her three years, um, had a horrible experience. No. Trying to take somebody under my wing and, that shit went left real fast. Wait a minute. Baby. Wait, Chris. No, ma'am. Wait, let's back up for a second. Mm. Okay. So you got into the tax industry full time. Yes. Now, I know when you first got that phone call, you was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Yeah, I didn't. But, but when you finally got into it, was it not as bad as you thought? Like, it was not as bad as I thought, and I was a natural. Okay. I was a I was a natural because I started in 15. 2015 is when I initially started doing taxes. My first year, I had 150 clients. So the lady was kind of, I guess she was thinking, you know, she was like, I think she'd be good at it. But she didn't know I'll be that good at it, mm-hmm. you know. Not per se doing doing taxes, but just my relationship that I had with people. Mm-hmm. You know, the, just my relationship that I had with people as a whole. You know, it it uh, it allowed me a lot of opportunities because people, they love me. Like, I have people, of course, that hate me, but they don't matter. Right. You know, the people that have supported me from the bakery to my taxes and to the credit field, even into real estate. Like it is, it is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing. And now these people that you're speaking of, is it mostly like your day ones or is it people that you never even knew? People that I never even knew. Your, your most supporters are going to be the people that you don't know because they're, they don't know where you came from. They don't know your story. So they don't really give a damn to be honest. But the, your day ones, I, I really honest, don't have any. Mm. I don't. I, I have none. We you know, and it, and and I. You know, just because you you know you don't you don't click well with people anymore does not mean that I'm going to talk about you or we got to be enemies. You know, and that's unfortunate. But sometimes people have done so much wrong towards you, and they don't know how much you know. Mm-hmm. So they're going to react towards you as if you know what they know. So now you you got an enemy you knew nothing about. It's unfortunate, but it's reality. But you know what? It hasn't stopped you from it is not. steady moving mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had the tax business. How long we doing? We've been doing taxes. How long now? Since twenty fifteen. Since twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. and notary services as well. Mm-hmm. And then you got into credit counseling. I got into credit. I've always done credit. When I, I bought my first house, when I was twenty seven, mm-hmm. um, I was in staffing then. And when I bought my first house, my credit was a seven hundred one. That was in two thousand and eight. So I and I didn't even realize that until afterwards I was 
this year well like 2019 i was sitting back going through some old folders because i just bought an airbnb so i was looking at some stuff that i could take over there so i was looking through these folders and i saw this credit report sitting there from uh freecreditreport.com and it said my name and it said on here it said uh january 08 of 2008 and i was like dang so I was, by me being in credit so deeply now it's rooted in me mm-hmm. i go i go through my report i was like i had a fucking 700 10 years ago yeah credit was not a factor back then mm-hmm. so i just knew then it's just a signs that i'm walking in my favor i'm walking in my calling and i went from i went from the bakery i i, I feel like that was what god intended me for me to do to build the relationships that i have now and when it was time for me to end it, I did. And it, it has allotted me all the opportunities that I have now with my tax service. Because everybody that I ever had clients with, with the, at the bank, they all, at this point, my trust, I've proved myself to the community. Yeah. They know I'm not going to run off with nothing. They know I'm not going to steal identity. You know, they know that I'm a trustworthy person because I give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm just this outstanding citizen that everybody looks at me as to be. Wow. And mm-hmm. you know, you just said something because uh, what's that? More money taxes, all this stuff coming out about these tax preparers during tax season. And we are at the cusp of yes, tax season yes, right now. Yes. So I know you about you already probably busy or are you about yes. to get rolling, right? Well, this week. um, Well, I I don't submit people until they have their W two because it's actually against the IRS uh, laws. You're not supposed. They are to... always promoting. You can mm-hmm. come in now without your W two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's that? illegal. But you know, but I, all year, all year long, I promote on my pages, on social, all my social media outlets. I always advise people, you know, but sometimes greed get us to a point to where we don't care about our future. And it's so sad because I have the 21, 22 year old women that come to me. Can you help me fix my my taxes? And these people, owe, by now they owe $34,000 to the IRS and they hadn't even hit 30 yet. That's you know, sad. all because I, right now I have people that in 08, we had the first time home buyer credit mm-hmm. and you get $8,000 if you purchase a house. Well, we have people now that's still paying back that $8,000 because they let a tax pro- professional put this credit on their tax return and they knew nothing about what it was. It's sad that people, you know, it's really like passed down from generation because if you have a responsible parent telling you, you don't get your taxes done, you don't get no paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, so now it's like, I ain't never got no paperwork, so it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, you never should give somebody that kind of information and not receive paperwork back. A lot of times they get back $8,000 and their check is 3000 and they're cool with it. Wow. Nobody reports nobody, so now it's a trend. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just decided to eliminate myself from that and all i can say is if i lose clients because i refuse to do things mm-hmm. that are unethical so be it uh, i think you made the right choice yeah now. now in 2020 um in the tax industry what have you what kind of positive changes have you seen as far as tax laws go as of right now um as of 20 as of this tax season we no longer can be penalized for not having health insurance which is a positive mm-hmm. because a lot of people to be honest we who don't want health insurance right but it's just so expensive but now um the government for the past two years they were actually charging and penalizing you for not having health coverage wow i didn't know that. yes uh it's like 620 or 680 dollars Per person in the family, and it goes up to thousands of dollars if it's a That's family right. of these amount of people. But um, fortunately, I attend the IRS tax seminars every year. They host them in different states um, around July, August, September of every year. Uh, and I attend everyone because the IRS tax seminars literally tell us what they're doing, like what's going to happen in tax season, what the changes are going to be. And unfortunately, you got your older people that do taxes. They're not abreast of all the new tax laws. And, you know, they're stuck in their ways and they just don't want to learn anything new. But the way the tax industry is going, you have to equip yourself with this knowledge or else you're going to screw somebody up. For real. Mm -hmm. I mean, and especially with Trump in office. Yes, he sucks. Right. Because like for a business owner, I mean, have you seen positive or negative changes for a business owner as of now since he's been in office? Um, And he's a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. I would have thought maybe he's a serial, a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So for business owners, it's actually positive. Okay, so as of last year, 2019 tax season and moving forward, um, only self-employed LLC, C-Corp, S-Corp, we're the only ones that can claim um, work expenses. 
say for instance, in the industry that you're in, if you had to buy equipment, microphones, TV, whatever you had to purchase, you no longer can. If you're a W-2 employee, you can no longer claim unreimbursed work expenses anymore. So that was a derogatory, especially for the working class, because now if you are in the like, say, for instance, my boyfriend is in railroad. He has to buy all this security, you know, all this um, equipment, safety equipment and all this. And he spends all this money on all this equipment and uniforms and and helmets and all the safety equipment. He can no longer get credit back for it. That's messed up. It's terrible. But if you're self-employed, you are able to claim all of your work expenses, but not W-2 stated people. Nah. That's yeah. Trump fault. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. I the orange everything. man. I want to blame everything on the orange man. We're going to talk more about Trump later. Okay. Okay. So we got the tax business going now. What's up with you and Cynthia Bailey from the Real Housewives ah! of Atlanta? I know. I heard some news. I heard some news. Other, uh, I say about two, three days ago, I got a email from a young lady in New York. She is, I guess she does the marketing for Seagram's uh, Escapes. Mm-hmm. And she emailed me and was like, hey, you know, I wanted to know if you were interested in this. Give me a call when you can. And I was in Hot Springs with my family because I took my family to Hot Springs for New Year's. Mm. Didn't want to be here, of course. I want to get shot. But <laughs> um, we we went to Hot Springs for six days. And while we were there, I guess she was thinking that by us, you know, by being the holidays, maybe I won't reply back. So I'm always on my laptop working anyway. So I got the email. I was like, what? Um, so I Googled it. And I was like, empowerment tour. I'm all for empowerment. You know, like and I've there's something I've always wanted to do, but I didn't have the I didn't have the platform to do it to the magnitude that I want to do it to. So I got to I was just talk I, when I got the email, I emailed her back. I said, um, you can call me now. So she called me. She was like, hey. And I was just talking to her. She was like, girl, your energy is through the ceiling. Um, Yes, we're going to do this. So she was like, I got to run it by, you know, the executives at um, Seagram's Escapes. And I'll let you know in a couple of days. So I got the email yesterday saying, well, the day before yesterday saying it's been confirmed. We'll see you February the 24th or whatever it is um, at the University of Memphis. So I was just thinking that that is something that people need to hear my That's story amazing. because a lot of people know Crystal Oliver, but they don't know my story. They have no idea, and I have a story. Mm. Yes. So are you going to tell the story from beginning to end? Ah! Beginning I can. You end. got time. <laughs> Hello. This is the Verbally Effective yes. Podcast. Okay. So um, I had a horrible, horrible, horrible breakup. Okay. okay. In 2017. Um, that was when I was venturing into taxes, venturing into pretty much what my calling is now. Um, the relationship I had was terrible. It was something I, I sit back to this day and ask myself, what the hell was you thinking about? Were you abused? Hell no. Okay. We don't do that. No. Too old for that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Um, was not a, it was not an abusive relationship physically, but it was more, um, I was sleeping with the enemy. Let me say that. Um, he was very, very, very jealous of me and my accomplishments. And he was just he's just a he was just a scorned soul himself, mm-hmm. if if uh, to say the least. Um, and from there, I um, so 2016, my mom had a stroke. OK, rewinding to 2016, my mom had a stroke. I was in a relationship that I hated. Um, I was running this bakery. My mom had a stroke. So she was completely paralyzed on her whole left side. Um, I was trying to run a bakery. I couldn't leave her at home by herself. I have three children, so I'm at home, like, co- contemplating suicide to seriously. Like, I, I just was like, I am no good to nobody right now because I'm losing my fucking mind. Like, I don't have any help. My mom was my lifeline with my kids. I didn't have any help. I got this sorry-ass nigga right here, and he, he ain't paying no bills. He ain't got shit going. Like, he ain't never going to be shit, and I know this. So it was just like my life was flashing before my eyes, and I was thinking, like, what the fuck have you got yourself into? So it went from that to I went to the bakery one day. I'm, I am a hoarder and I'm an emotional hoarder. You're an emotional hoarder. I am an emotional hoarder. So my friend was like, you know, you okay? I haven't heard from you. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. So we went to the bakery one day and it was a Friday night. Was I've always been at the, I, my partying is always late night at the bakery. Drinking our wine, Patron, whatever we got. We, we up there talking shit. We having fun at the bakery. So, my friend come up there and she's like, look, I haven't talked to you. I need to know where you are mentally because if this was me, I would fucking lose my mind. Like, you cannot tell me you're okay. Went to the store, got three, four bottles of Patron, sat there and got fucked up. Mm-hmm. Left the bakery, got 
Fell asleep at the red light. No. Fell asleep, Ina, at the red light at Riverdale and Winchester, okay? At the light, foot still on the brake. Real talk, okay? Oh my God. So a lady behind me, which I found out two days later because I was... Two, the lady behind me thought that something was wrong with me because I, was, I wasn't I moving. The light had fucking turned red and green five, six times. Mm-hmm. So then she go flag down a police officer. Mm. So now I'm in the back of police a police car. They can get woke you up then. She, so, oh my God. but to, to be completely honest, that was what saved my life. Mm-hmm. That saved my life because... I didn't care about nothing at that point because it. my children were at the bakery with me, but I sent them home with my, with my friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't take them home. I knew better to do that. But when I got in the back of that police car, I sat in jail for over a day. Mm-hmm. And when I got out, my life completely changed. I, I, kept, I kept praising God. I was like, thank you, because that shit could have went totally different that night. Yeah. How does your foot stay on a break for a whole fucking hour in real really? life? I could have killed somebody. Somebody could have killed me. Anything could have happened. I could have been in jail forever. So at that point, that was when I said, you know what? You got to get your shit together or you just going to what you going to do? I got rid of the nigga. Look, quickly. Bought me a $400,000 house on six acres of land Mm. and I got my shit together. I didn't have a choice. So that was a major turning point. Major. So it saved my life. Got my shit together. What was the main top three shits together? My finances, mm-hmm. um, I, I took my pockets. Mm-hmm. I stopped digging in my pockets for everybody around me, and I told everybody my only New Year's resolution was for my own, for not to make nobody problems my own. Because mm-hmm. that's always been my problem my entire life. I've always, every time, every time somebody needs something, Krista, can I borrow? Krista, can you? Krista, can I? Can I? Can I? And when I was going through that shit I was going through, I didn't have a soul. You know, my friend, I have a, I have one friend and my sister, you know, my, my close family was there, but I wasn't talking to them because I didn't understand what the fuck I was going through, you know? So I'm like, when I got the DUI, my shit was all over the public. I was in the fucking just busted paper. So really? God, you know, it was terrible. Like my entire life, I was the, I was in a very, very dark place and people started sharing this post somebody had made about me with the in the just busted like bitches are hor- are evil so it's like people that i never even knew i had a problem with mm-hmm. were the ones ha 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 you know and i'm and i'm like i sat back and i sat back and got in this real funk i said i'm gonna go ahead and get in this funk but when i get out this funk mm-hmm. these bitches gonna catch hell oh, and that's wow. what happened that's exactly what happened after i got out of that funk I was renting a house. I was trying to sell my house. My house didn't sell. I was paying rent and mortgage. Mm-hmm. My funds getting low because now I can't work at the bakery as much as I want to because my mom is half paralyzed. I don't have a nurse. Can't afford a nurse at this point. Yeah. So she got bad. It was really, really bad. Nobody knows it because it wasn't public, but it got really, really bad. So everything just transitioned for me when I bought my house. The guy proposed to me. The guy that you had mm-hmm. left alone. He hired a videographer, had his entire family. After you broke up with him, mm-hmm. well, he just popped up at, out the blue at the Well, bakery. he was for, for he was one of those people that he bullied. He he was a he was a bully. Okay, so I have a I have an older son. My son is twenty one. Well, he's twenty two now, but at the time he was like nineteen twenty, and he is he has a really really bad temper, and he do not play by his mom. I bet he don't. So I knew that if he heard me downstairs. Ah, you know, you know, arguing. He ain't gonna ask no questions. My son got 16, 18 guns. He's a gun enthusiast. I always have been. He's not reckless with them. He has a gun license. He, you know, he's just. I'm on six acres of land, so my son and his friends they always come in the backyard and you know do a rifle. And ever since he was old enough to walk, he's always loved paintball. Every year for his birthday, I get him and his friends hotel rooms. We always play paintball. So his love for guns kind of flourished there. So. I will always tell him, get out, don't come here. When I bought my house, he knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. He found out where I lived, Google. Mm-hmm. He found out where I lived, and he forced himself back over there, and it was kind of like, I was telling my friend, I said, I just want to move. I'm just going to sell the house. Just I'm gonna, just going to go away. you know. And, but he knew that he had no business being in my presence anyway. No, you let him back in? I had no choice. Why he bullied you into your house? You got to understand, that's what... A lot of people don't understand, okay? If you have kids, you do you want to argue and fight with somebody in front of your children? Mm-mm. Call the police and all that kind of stuff? Then you, I'm, I didn't want to so put them in. you trying to keep the peace. I was trying to keep the peace for his sake because my son 
We're going to pop off. He do not play. Let me just say <laughs> Ooh, that. Wait. So I've been through a lot. In okay. these past few years, I have been through a lot. And I just, to this day, like, I, I have so many people call me and say, I had a lady the other day that come to my office and she said, when are you going to accept your calling? Never met this lady before in my life. So Never you, met her oh, before. You fit to open it. Church. Never you before. No. Church. Now she said... I'm not saying a pulpit. She said, okay. you know, accepting uh, your car don't mean a pulpit. She said, but I'm telling you now. She said, you got, you, you got, you, you got some God in you. You need to, you need to tell your story. So I went on Facebook and I said, you know what? I was so ashamed about this DUI, and I'm like, oh man, you know these folks in my business. You know everybody laughing at me because they know this dude, and you know they, they, they. It, it was embarrassing. Like the entire situation was totally embarrassing. But I feel like I. I know somebody else is going through this. I know somebody else. I mean, it ain't like I've heard of somebody. Testimony. Do you hear me? And now to this day, everything, when I tell you everything is totally different, if you put yourself in a a position where you allow people to disrespect you and to mistreat you, they're going to do just that. Yeah, all the time. At the point that I am in my life right now, you're not allowed to. Period. No. Those boundaries. Yes, ma'am. And it, unfortunately, I had to be 37, 38 years old. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, but, you know, I'm at that point now. And even to this day, about two days ago, this same guy, three years later, DM'd me on Instagram. What do he want? I don't know, but I blocked him. So, baby, he's blocked internally through AT&T. You might need to get a, a restraining order on that one. That's going to even make it worse. I don't think he's going to do anything because he, he hasn't come to me at all in the past three years or anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, but I see his life, how it's spiraling down and how it has since then. It's just certain people you can't put your mouth on. Right. And in in my situation, I have done no, I have been the same huge-hearted person my entire life. And I've never let a bad relationship, a bad friendship. I've never let nothing deter me from who I am as a person. And that's the reason why I'm continuously being blessed. Mm-hmm. Beyond, like, you would not believe the money that come through my hands. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. Everything that I touch, everybody that I'm around now mm-hmm. are being blessed through me. Yeah. So it's, 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 it is a, it's a long, it was a long journey for me because I did not know what my calling was. And now that I sit back and see people... I see, oh my God, at least 30% of my timeline now in real estate school. Really? Look, it, you, you have inspired them. I love being an inspiration, <laughs> but what people need to understand is if you're not walking in your calling, you're not going to be prosperous with it. Wow. Ask God what your calling is. That way you don't have to be spending all this money because you see me being successful. You don't know I have to take Tylenol PMs damn near every night to go to sleep. Mm. You well, know. A serial entrepreneur. Yeah. But you know what, Crystal, something that I heard you say, um, you said you met the woman and she said, have you accepted your calling? And you did mention that you love empowerment. So maybe, just maybe, this entire tour with Cynthia Bailey mm-hmm. is kicking off yep. your whole empowerment platform. I had a guy in- inbox me today and he said that, um, I fi- I don't know this man, never met him before, but he-, he inboxed me today and said that God told him to tell me that he sees school and education in my in my future. So I didn't know what that meant. And, you know, sometimes people act like they prophets and all that kind of stuff. So I pray over everything that comes my way because sometimes people can see the God in you and use that, you know, to get in or get around you or whatever. I'm not sure, but I do take everything um, for face value now. I'm thankful for everybody who have wronged me in the past. I forgive them. And most importantly, I forgive myself for allowing it to happen. And sometimes when you're in situations, personally in my situation, when everything was said and done, when I had this real bad falling out with this lady that I tried to take on my wing, everything went to shit. Like, we went into business together. She took my mugshot into the leasing office all because I told her that I did not want to have any affiliation with her anymore. Wow. Like, that's low down. Mm-hmm. And it had, no, it had no bearing on what was going on because the rent was paid up for the year. But for somebody to do something like that and not even think, like, what is this going to do? This is not going to hurt her. You know, that's evil. And that's that you, you're an evil person, you know, to do something like that, knowing the situation that I was in when I got my DUI. You know, my mom and everything that was going on with me. I was at my lowest point at that time. And I was in a relationship. And this man, I was on the floor balled up crying. I remember this to this day, and I never forget this. This is the day that I wanted to completely ended everything this man i was on the floor balled up crying and my mom had my mom was in the room and she had just uh used the bathroom on herself and it was everywhere 
I walked in my mama's room and I just broke down crying. I bought him on the floor and he walked straight over me and got in the shower. And this was around the time when we had that black empowerment thing on the on over the bridge. Remember mm-hmm. the black power they yeah. were having with the police brutality situation. Yes, it went over that bridge. Downtown, this was about yeah. three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. He walked over me and got in my car and went to the bridge to this black power thing they had going on there. And I'm bottled up in the floor crying, contemplating suicide. And ever since then, every piece of liking, every piece of anything that I had, it was gone. It was terrible. So anytime you have seen somebody that's successful, people need to understand that we're human. You know, it's a lot of shit we go through. And even to this day, I go through a lot of stuff. And what's frustrating is, you know, it's okay for for somebody to be inspirational. Mm -hmm. But damn. (laughs) But damn. Wow. Crystal, how do you move differently? I move differently because I'm 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 I make sure that I'm more skeptical about who I let in my circle, who energy I rub off with. I make sure that if your spirit is off, I I I see it and I act accordingly. I do not let people around me that I know are not good for me. Mm-hmm. I make sure that if I'm not good for you, I don't need to be around you. You know, I, I apologize to people that I feel like I maybe could have wronged. Um I just at this point in my life, I make sure that we are good for each other. Friendship, relationship, whatever it may be, because if you, you know, spirits are interchangeable, mm-hmm. most definitely. And I can't, I, I refuse to be around anybody that changes my spirit or changes my energy. If I get around you and I start feeling sick and every time I talk to you, it's always crying and nagging. Yeah, you got to let that energy You got to get the fuck away from around me. Wow. How is your love life now? It's good. Okay. Um, after I she left, yeah. okay. after I left that, um, situation, um, I started dating this guy. He's a couple years younger than me. He, um, he's just, he's just an all around good guy. Um, he's now doing credit as well okay. and he's in real estate. So okay. he's doing that as well. Cause I, I just, you know, that was a decision of his own. I didn't force him into it. It was something that he wanted to do as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, we inspire each other and, you know, it's just all good vibes. There's nothing I can't ask him to do. And he just, he, he wakes up every day and he's just like, what can I do to help you? Like, you need this or you need that. Like, I, I don't have to ask him to do anything. And sometimes you, if, if for me, I don't know what the hell I was even going through or thinking in my, you know, some previous relationships that I've had. Not just this last one, but in general, sometimes, you know, the hurt in you attracts the hurt in other people. Mm-hmm. And it is a, it's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. Is what it is, and it, and that's what that's what ends up happening to me. And when I real when I fix what was wrong within myself, I don't attract those kind of people anymore. So that's why my whole life has completely changed mm-hmm. because I don't attract I don't attract hurt people, mm-hmm. I don't attract hurt relationships to any magnitude, and I don't I don't um, put out hurt because people could look at me and say that I was I, about how I was posting. Like I look back on my memories, and, you know. You you like why did I post well, this? Like, oh, delete, delete. <laughs> I be like, fuck no, let me delete this shit for somebody to see it. Because now, when I look at it down my timeline, I got so many people blocked. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck off my timeline. Yeah. You fucking with my energy. Yeah, you, you got did, to go. Crystal, you didn't did a full cleansing, baby. I did. And your timeline journey, and everything. Your journey has come full circle. Honey. I am at my peak. Yes, you are. I am at my peak. I don't know if you're at your peak. You might still be trying to get I there. don't know. But I'm, I'm, girl, it's taking everything in me to not bust out crying in here because I'm telling wow. you, I have been through some things. And my by me being who I am, my life is public. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's heartbreaking because, you know, I always say, yeah, you saw me at my downfall, but you finna see this come up too. Now, now you finna see me come the fuck up because that's what you was waiting on. And wow. now it's like, you can't laugh at me no more because I got a nothing ass nigga. You can't laugh at me no more because you know this nigga over here screwing your best friend when you sent behind my back laughing at me when the whole time you should have been trying to empower me and let me know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But you like to see hurt people because you're hurt people. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. That's why we have so many people now that are afraid to help other people. I'm scared. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid to help other women because I don't know what you want. I don't know what your I don't know what your motive is. Yeah. You know, you might have a secret vendetta against me about some shit I don't even know I did. Wow. Do do a lot of people still reach out to you mm-hmm. that you don't know? Want to help with things? I have the biggest support system in my city. I could not be any more grateful. Mm-hmm. Like I have every goal that I've set, I've overexceeded mm-hmm. with my Airbnb. I bought an Airbnb cash for my birthday. So I've always been traveling. I've always done traveling. 
and I went to I go to country like three four countries every year but 2019 I said I was gonna I was gonna stop traveling so much and invest that was my thing I wanted to invest so my birthday was June 22nd of last year I bought a a, a property and I paid thirty five thousand cash for it, and I put maybe sixty or seventy thousand dollars into it. It's gonna be an Airbnb. I'm gonna charge five hundred dollars a night, mm-hmm. and make my money back out of it. And this this is in Memphis. here in Memphis okay. in Midtown. It is a three story house. It is in the Glenview subdivision, and it's a historical house. Okay. So I've that is kind of like I started dumping my energy back into things that was gonna benefit Crystal. Yeah. I stopped trying to do things to help build you up and help build you up when I'm torn down. Mm. And, and and I thought that if I did that, that it would build me up. But I can't help you if I ain't help. Right. So I had to invest that energy back into myself. And now I can help you, yeah. you know, because I'm, I'm whole. And I can't help nobody when I when I wasn't whole. Yeah. So now when I help you, it's genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, I was you back in the day. I was I would think that if I was helping people. More than likely, it was because I thought that I would get some kind of pleasure out of it when I didn't. Now that I'm whole, I help you because that is pleasure for me. You know, it's 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 meditation and it's healthy for me. But I have now I know who my assignment is and I ain't just helping everybody. I know who to touch and who not to touch. So I can't know anybody call me, ask me for no money. Okay, y'all heard Crystal don't be calling her asking her for no money. <laughs> it's the no for me, dog. <laughs> okay, so you got this Airbnb. You're in the million dollar club in Multi million dollar club. Multi million. Let me get it get right. It right. Get it right. Multi million mm-hmm. dollar club. First year in real estate. This your first year in real estate. Mm-hmm. How do you enjoy real estate more I than love the bakery, more than the tax, yes. more than the credit counseling? It, yes, absolutely. What do you love about it? I love the relationships that I build with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think about the generational curses that we're breaking. Um, a lot of ninety percent of my real estate clients graduated my credit program mm. so that's a friend i would have forever yeah because they you know they look at me like a savior you know it's kind of like um i taught them how to you know build their credit i stayed on their asses because that's that's what they need sometimes people don't need a it's gonna be okay yeah, they uh, need yeah. yeah so i call them i say like you look you fucking up like you i see what you just did you using that card too much bring me that card like bring me that card right now i'm gonna i'm gonna shred it <laughs> and it got them to a point to where you know i thought that i was coming on hard and they was like no i needed that thank you you know so when they when they graduate the credit program i'm like you do know i just got your pre-approved right and they're like shut the fuck up I'm like no you, you, you're pre-approved so we go looking for houses and it's even i had a lady i think she was like in her 70s She's been renting for 22 years. That's too long. Oh, why The lady already had a 730 credit score. She had been renting for 22 years, the same house in Orange Mound. Mm-hmm. And I know her son. We grew up, well, we grew up together in Orange Mound. And he called me. And I said, you need to tell mama to call me because yeah. I'm tired of her renting. I said, I'm in a position that I can help her. She already didn't bought that house. She bought that house. Three, like, she she, three. she in her own house. And she's been there three months now. Oh, wow. So everybody that I help, you know, it didn't cost me nothing. Mm-hmm. That, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm so used to helping you being monetary. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a whole different ball game when I can help you and I ain't have to come out of my pocket with a dime. Yeah. That's the kind of help I'm doing from now on for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm gonna help you, help you. Yes, that's it. And you know what? When someone buys their first home, it's so empowering. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We talk about empowerment. Yep. This whole podcast yep. now. Wow. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this, Crystal. Um, you know, I heard you mention your mom and she had a stroke. My mom had a stroke as well. Her whole right side is immobile. Mm-hmm. And um, she's not even here. She's in Texas. She's in <sighs> Texas. That's where I'm from. So, you know, keeping that line of communication open with her, checking on her can be difficult. Mm-hmm. How's your mom doing today? She's doing really, really well. She went with us to Hot Springs as well. Okay. Um, She is in a wheelchair, but it's not because of the stroke. Um, unfortunately, when my mom had the stroke, I was at the bakery. My daughters were there. My baby girl was three and my middle daughter was eight, seven. They are the ones that, that, that called me and told me that something's wrong with grandma. I was like, what do you mean? I'm busy. What, Michaela? Something's wrong with grandma. She's not, she's just crying. She's not talking. She can't move. And, and I was like wait what so i hopped in the car and got there my mom was just slumped over in a chair and then wheelchair in the kitchen girl broke my heart mm-hmm. 
So we immediately called the fire department. Well, I called the fire department before I even got there. Because at that point, I was like, I don't know what the hell going on. But it's something ain't right because my mama ain't wouldn't scare my children like that. So when, by the time I got there, the fire department was there. We got her to the hospital in enough time for them to, re, to for reverse it, give her the medicine to reverse the whatever. I, I can't remember what it was, but they had to give her some medicine to reverse the effects of the stroke. Which now she is completely mobile, but her um, her knees. My mom was an executive chef for forty years, meaning she stood on concrete floors for thirteen, fourteen, sixteen hours a day, every day, money through hard on her knees. So now she does not have any cartilage between her her knees, her bones. So it's very very painful for her to even walk or anything. So she's in a wheelchair, but it's not it's nothing having it has no. Um, reflect of the stroke but she has really bad knees and because of her heart she can't get knee replacements because i was going to invest in those for her but because of her heart she could and then also when she had her strokes they put her on a um a heart monitor and it went off like every 30 minutes every time anytime your heart rate is irregular it starts beeping Mm -hmm. and if you don't touch it and let you let it know you're okay it shocks you you know it's a life vest so with that going on, I was delirious, girl. I wasn't getting no sleep. Having to take the, I had three kids that all they were all in school. So now I got to take all three kids to school. Make sure she up fed, moving around, changed, clean, washed. Then you didn't, you didn't want to get a caregiver. You want? I to couldn't take afford care a caregiver. Okay. You know, okay. I couldn't I, at the time. Like this stuff, this shit just happened like out the blue. I yeah. I wasn't expecting it to happen. The bakery was, I was already like really not putting my all into the bakery anymore because I was over that shit. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna get y'all nine years of my life and all y'all do is talk about me. You know, like this stuff is discouraging. You know, when you, you putting so much stuff into the bakery, I had other bakers, she copying off me and she, (laughs) it's terrible. Like it's, if we were all, if if we, it was a lot of people that I could have put in a, a lot of positive situations, but that jealousy is a motherfucker. Yeah. Do you still um, do any of your tempting berries? I don't. Uh, menu items? I don't, but my sister do. Okay. She does all the custom cakes, and now she's into custom everything. So she does T-shirts, and she does all the printing, and she does all that kind of like custom wine glasses, mm-hmm. chocolate covered strawberries. So around Valentine's Day is when she do the bulk of her business and Mother's Day for her cakes and all that kind of stuff. But I pass that down to her, so she's solely doing that now. Is it still under tempting berries? No. Okay. No. What is no. it called? Um, it's Cakes by Corinne. Okay. Her name is Stacy Corinne, so it's Cakes by Corinne, and she's on Facebook. And she she's always been the cake maker anyway. She was the one that were doing the custom cakes at the bakery. The cakes were good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she still does it, but I feel I don't miss anything about nothing that I've that I've done in the past. I don't miss anything about staffing mm-hmm. um, because I feel like I exceeded what I was put there to do. With my bakery, I feel like I ex- exceeded what my goal was so i don't miss anything about it i don't regret i have no regrets about anything that i've ever done because that made me the person i am today and if i would have touched that amount of money that i touched now back then Mm. ain't no telling where i'll be right now i'll be dead broke it's all good though i mean you have come a long way Mm -hmm. i mean what do you think is your calling i think as a whole my calling is to help people um, break generational curses because that has been something I've always said and I never understood why that exact verbiage but I feel like um, when people look at me they see success they always have seen success but they've never seen the other side of it nobody ever knew what happened with my ex they just knew one day he was gone they never knew the story. They never knew what happened. They never knew, you know, the 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 what happened before the DUI. They, all they saw was a, a mugshot on plastered all over the social media. They never knew, you know, that I was on the verge of suicide, you know, and that saved my life. Like, you know, people they don't know, and and it's like you doom people to hell, and you don't even understand. Like some people, you're the reason why people kill themselves. Like it's that, that's a form of bullying, mm-hmm. you know. Like t- you you take somebody's lowest moments and you and 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 you judge them off of that and you just sit up and just plaster all derogatory stuff about them like that shit weakens people and if you don't have the mental to fight through that shit and get back up a lot of people end up being suicidal like this stuff is deep and i think i feel like that's a form of bullying yeah and then social media magnifies yes because everybody's watching everybody Mm -hmm. is judging yeah you know, and it's free speech all across mm-hmm. the board on social media. 
But I'm glad they didn't let you down. They Crystal. had me fucked up. <laughs> they got you fucked up. I wasn't going. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crystal, I want you to tell us what you have plans for your life long term. My long-term goals as of now um, will be, first, I do want to be a broker. I'm going to get my broker license okay. after three years. And I'm going to take on a lot of mentor- mentees um, that are serious about real estate, that are serious about um, helping the community, that have the same calling as I do. And I hopefully I can help some women or younger girls not have to go through the shit that I went through to get where I am. You don't have to go through that kind of... You don't have to always go through fucked up shit to be successful. Mm. You know, unfortunately... Um, my mom worked a lot, you know, so, you know, even growing up, I've always seen her, my mom, my mom had a very, um, weak spirit. Um, when it came down, she accepted a lot of shit that she shouldn't have accepted. And I think that we as mothers, we have to set the standard on what you accept. And that's the main reason why I refuse to let him scorn my children like that. If I had to endure a few more months with his ass and, and had to endure that, I, I would rather do that versus me seeing my kids, seeing police pulling up outside their house. Mm-hmm. Like, taking that innocence from them, I would never, you know, I had to endure what I had to do and for that, I want, for the for the younger girls who don't have strong w- women, you know, in their lives or parents are deceased or whatever the case may be, you know, sometimes we as women, we we don't, put our children needs first because we don't know what they are. You know, if you grew up in a household where you see a woman taking care of a man, the man always is out, he's partying, he, you know, unfortunately that is something that your children see because I, that that's what happened to me. I'm going to be so completely honest. That's what you saw and you repeated, yeah. you repeated the I saw, I saw my mama married to a nothing ass nigga for 10 years yeah. and this cycle repeated itself. Yeah. I'll be damned if my two see that so now you know at their age they're at they're at now you know they see my boyfriend catering to me and they see that you know we did we never argue i mean we've been together over three years now and i literally we've maybe argued maybe three or four times and it, it's so it's so minute because he's so he's mild mannered like he is the complete opposite of me i get hype you know and i'm like what the fuck like what and he's like it's okay cool you know i got it don't worry about it you know he's like he's and even if, and you know, whatever may happen with us, I don't know if we be together for the rest of our life, I'm not sure. But he will always be somebody that I will respect and I will always have love for because he has literally, he ha- he is my calm. He is my calm and I need it because, I mean, even to this day, I don't go nowhere. I don't, I don't go anywhere that will, I feel like I will be in an environment that will take me out of my character who I am now. And you're a cancer, right? I am a cancer. I, I get along. Unfortunately. But but you, y'all are very <sighs> emotional. Very emotional. Emotional. And we love hard and y'all we are nurturers. Hard. And yes. when you are a nurturer, you have a nurturer yes. spirit by nature. Mm-hmm. And you grew up in a household where you see, you know, unfortunately, if you, you your mom is your idol. That's your mama. So whatever she do, that's what you're going to think is, okay, well. Well, she's paying all the bills. And, you know, so I, for a long time, my, my whole entire growing up, my adulthood, I've always helped and taken, taken care of people I dated. Always. But it, I, it, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. You know, I've always was looked at like, she's so pretty. I know she got a dude taking care of her. I'm like, shit, when? when where? You were taking care of the nigga. The whole time. It, and and that's and it was always it's always been like that. But I saw my mama do that for ten years, and that was the only man that she's ever been with in my that I've and she's been single, and have never dated or been touched since they divorced. And that was in that was in nineteen ninety eight. My son was born in nineteen ninety eight. She has not dated after him. Mm. He was evil. Mm. He was evil. Mm-hmm. He hated he hated us like he hated my sister. He hated me. So you know that kind of put a wedge between me and my mom and for a long time I, I really just didn't understand but it was a generational curse and it all goes back to breaking generation absolutely curses. so that's I why i Crystal. feel like my overall mm-hmm. my calling is to break generational curses because i don't i feel like the things that i went through i went through because i didn't have nobody to tell me nothing different my sister was nine years older than me so shit i'm in the house with my mama she she gone she got her own apartment. You know, she's nowhere. She's not in the house with me. So I just want to be 
that savior to the teen girls who don't have nobody to talk to and nobody to tell them, he got you fucked up. Let me say, what's his phone number? <laughs> I'm going to call him because, see, you're not going to do this. And da-da-da-da. You know, you got to have, they need that. Yeah. And, 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 and unfortunately, women don't know their worth enough to tell somebody they got them fucked up. So it's going to, the kids going to see them and, and you're not, you know, kids really remember stuff from two and three years old. Mm-hmm. So how are your kids doing? They're you know, doing said, very well. They now? My, my son is 22. Okay. My baby girl is 11 and well, no, my middle daughter is 11 and my baby girl is five. She'll be six on the 28. Mm-hmm. I got we a call her Boosie. at the house too. Ooh, I know. Serious. Yes. What's she into? Everything. Mm-hmm. Well, they love dancing. My my uh my middle daughter is a cheerleader. They go to EEG. I live in Millington. Okay. So um I just got them away from the city. You yeah. know, um you're on them six acres in Millington. Yeah. My dad is in Millington and my stepmom. Love it. Yeah. I love Millington. And uh, it gives me an opportunity to un to 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 detach mm-hmm. from my job. When I leave my office, you know, I bought a commercial building uh last year in May. Okay. Um I bought the I bought the commercial building. That's where I work from. And that was another thing that I was saying. I was like, I'm tired of renting. I'm doing credit. I got this A1 credit. I got this money. What? I ain't gonna pay your rent. So I went about my own building. I went to Regions. I got a business line of credit. Put $30,000 down on that building and I got a building that I pay $800 a month for. And it's 3,500 yes. square feet. So it's just... When you have a clean spirit and when you're when your mental is clean and you don't have other you don't have all this this junk that's on your back and you carry it, you actually detox your whole I detox my timeline. Detox you delete, 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 block. If I see you boom. on here, bitch you this it, 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 it. block block. I can't I can't see that. You know, I have bad days, too. I get frustrated, too. But I don't want to go on my timeline looking for strength and looking for positivity. Here you go. Yeah. Down your timeline talking about somebody, <laughs> nigga, and you yeah. said it. I, when I see you, I'm going to beat y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody want to see that. I don't. Yes. I know quite a few people that go through those toxic cleanings on their social media. You have to. Yes. Social media consumes you. Social media the devil sometimes. It is. Often. It's a blessing and a curse. It's definitely that. It is mm-hmm. definitely that. It is. Wow. Wow. Yes, Crystal it is. So Oliver, yes. I learned so much I know. about your story. And, and I have just a half. feeling, honey, that you are gonna set the world on fire. I'm trying. That's You're my goal. I feel like I, I, I feel anointed. I, I got God yes. all through me. I'm telling I you. Your energy. I, yes. I, 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 I mean, anybody that ever comes in my office and they and they always leave out and they'll text me and say, Look. Your energy off the chain. Like, I don't know. She said, you know, people just always say, tell me this. And I know it. You know, I know it's not just somebody saying it because I get it from too many people from two different walks of life that don't even know each other. But I'm in the, I'm, I'm, I'm in where I need to be right now. I'm in a good space. Um, You know, I don't I don't give a damn about what nobody say about me. You know, I know it's going to come with all of that. And, and, and unfortunately, where I am in my life right now. I hope somebody hears this and they see because this is my first time ever telling my story. Even with my ex, nobody knew. He bashed me and made posts about me and everything. I did two years. I'm sorry. I did two days in jail for the DUI, right? Those two days I did in jail, he was in my car with another woman down in the club. I, I found this out when I was, I was, when I did those, that week, I had to do one Who weekend. Does Him? Trash. But you know, like I said, when you're sleeping with the enemy, it was number one fool in that equation. That was me. Because he reaped all the benefits. He living in a $400,000 house that he didn't have no entitlement to. He's driving a $50,000 car that he ain't paid a note on since in two years since I had it. You know, but I'm looking at it like, girl, what are you I'm giving me? You woke up. Yeah, I did. Look, girl. And when I woke up, he was like, who are you? I don't even know you. You got damn right because I ain't the same motherfucker I was yesterday. Get out. Let Get me ask the you fuck this, out. Crystal. Have you ever had professional counseling? I have not, but I at, at one point, I thought I needed it. I did need it. I should have gotten it. I definitely should have gotten it. But what I did was I sat down with somebody who understood me and I let everything out. Like I, my truth. I let my truth out. And I was just telling them. And, and I had to. I literally sat in front of the mirror. I, that's what she told me to do. She said, look, forgive yourself. Because when somebody puts you in a situation like that, you know, you call yourself hating them. You got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, why did you allow that? Yeah. What's wrong? What was broken in me? You know, so I that's when I realized 
when I realized at that point it wasn't him, it was me. That's when everything, like my whole, the gates just flew open. Like everything. You can see now. I can't. I, you can't. Literally, I can't yeah. see because I had a laser surgery last year, baby. <laughs> I said, you? fuck them glasses. I didn't want no glasses no more. <laughs> I had laser surgery. Yes. And everything was about crystal. Yeah. But I cleansed it. Literally. Yeah. The girl that I was, uh, had a really, really, really bad falling out with, with this whole, you know, yeah. we started off as dream team. It was a disaster. Um, I really hosted a lot of hate in my heart for her because I did, I put so much into it and I knew better. You let it go. I knew, but I have I, I recently, just recently, all because all this stuff God is showing me. It, it I was affected by it all because of what I, my energy I put into it, and I knew my heart was there. Like I, I, I had no business. It, literally, it was kind of like she came to me in distress, and I was like, "Come, you know, okay, well, I help you." And it just, I just, I just shot into help mode. I'm not nobody mama no more. So, you know, once I got out of that mentality, like, I got to help everybody. Like, I got to, I got to, you know, she's she's going through this. I got to help her. Didn't know her from Adam or Eve. And I'm about to open up a whole business with a stranger. They ain't about to follow mine. I've been in, I've been doing taxes for years at this point. So when I cut that off and I said, you know what, from now on, it's a no. Yeah. No. Can I? No. Will you? No. No. That sound like no. a solid no over there. It's that, a no. <laughs> and I don't have. I don't have. Those people fell away. Mm-hmm. All of the people that the the people that thought I was gonna say yes. Yeah. The bitch is gone. Look, one thing about it: if you're a yes person, mm-hmm. once you start telling people no, they will go away. Yes, they will. They will fall off the face. And of that's exactly earth. what happened. <laughs> and Lord, yes. I thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. All right, Crystal Oliver, how can everyone get in touch with you? I'm only talking about people that you're not going to end up blocking, right. that have positive energy. <laughs> no beggars. You know, no beggars. How can they get in touch with Crystal um, Oliver? My website is www.crystellolliver.com. Um, my phone number is 901-303-7380. My name is Crystal Oliver on Facebook as well as Instagram. It's C-R-Y-S-T-E-L-L-O-L-I-V-E-R. Yes, get it right. And when can they see you on tour with Cynthia Bailey? The end of February, and I'm so excited. Yes. When she said empowerment, I was like, what? Yes. That's, uh, that, yes. that's now, I, I, I wasn't in no position to empower nobody then. You are now? I am now. Look, keep me posted on mm-hmm. that. I want to come and check you out. Okay? Yes. Congratulations on everything, Thank Crystal. you. And, I mean, your light is shining. Thank you. Don't let any negative energy interfere with what you have going. I will not. It's truly anointing now. Yes. Okay? All right, my guest yes! for episode 102. And she told her story, baby. She is a You got all my tea, Ina. She is verbally effective, Miss <laughs> Crystal Oliver.